Hello and welcome everybody to another edition of the PHNX Suns Show. This is the audio only edition for a Thursday. Glad to have you along with us. I'm your host, Greg Esposito. Ahoy hoy. Joined as always, we've changed it from two time to big time. It's Lindsay <laughs> Smith. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And our special guest, who I will introduce after we hear a word from our sponsor, as our show's always brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. Use that code PHNX when you sign up for DraftKings, America's number one sports book, and you will get a hundred dollars free when you bet one dollar on any NFL game if one of the teams scores one single point. And if you think that that's uh, not going to happen, well, you're probably crazy because 1943 was the last time there was a 0-0 tie in the NFL. Yes, the year that Saul Bookman was born is the <laughs> is the last time there was a 0-0 tie. So let's welcome in our very special guest, a man who I have podcasted with, who have been on radio with, who has been on every version of a podcast I've ever hosted and it is an honor to finally welcome him in on the PHNX Sun Show. He is Sun's broadcaster and all-around great man, John Bloom. John, how are you? I am great. Espo, Lindsay, thanks for having me. And uh, it is awesome to make the debut on uh, Phoenix Without the Vowels. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, isn't it easier just to say that? I think you guys could use that as a tagline. And also, thank you for not making this video because uh, my wife would have my ass with the way the room looks behind me right now. Uh, We did not clean up because I knew this was audio only. So hopefully you stick to that. Uh, Mrs. Bloom, the room looks immaculate. That, that's what I'm just gonna gonna the tell you. The vibes are immaculate in here. <laughs> well, Bloomer, I, I got it. Before we start, I gotta let you know something. Flex from Jersey cheated on you last night. He came and joined us post game. I know he's your boy on the post game, but we borrowed him. So. Yeah, you should borrow him uh, more often. I know he's doing the flex appeal on Wednesdays, but you shouldn't keep him to one day of the week. That dude has enough to say for all seven and then some. So I don't want to just hear him on Wednesdays. I hope it's more often than that. I don't have any ill will towards him joining you guys. We weren't even on for postgame after the the Lakers game. Remember that? Uh, We don't do a postgame show in the preseason. So it's all PHNX right now. And uh, you know what? I will take that back because I'm an equal opportunity podcaster. Uh, I believe John and Matthew did one last night after the Mercury game as well. So I want to give them some love. It's not just Espo, Lindsay, Saul, and Gerald, and everybody that they have over at PHNX. Uh, I know that uh, I'm a fan of everybody that spends time talking about this basketball team on their own uh, and, and because of their passion. And that's uh, definitely Darth Void. It falls into that category with my guy, Matthew Lissy, and all of you guys. For sure. And I really, I mean, you you can think that maybe we're going to do an episode. John might not listen. No, I listen to every single one. Just know that, all of you guys. I listen to all. <laughs> Lindsay, John you, is the ultimate Suns fan yeah, and you, the ultimate Suns community supporter. Do you know how big of a nerd John is when it comes to the Suns? Like, this isn't an act. This is <laughs> this is the man that I, that I have known for years and, and been honored to know. Bloomer, let's start simply... Uh, you know what were your what were your thoughts since we haven't haven't talked in a while? What were your thoughts on the off season before we get into preseason camp? Just overall, what did you think about what the team was able to accomplish before the season started? 
Oh, I thought you were meaning like uh, my time on the lake in Michigan and all the rounds <laughs> of golf I got in. And uh, I like the off season a lot. No, it was a lot shorter <laughs> than it usually is. Uh, that was nice too. The the whole short breaks are earned phrase that Monty Williams and his staff have uh, cultivated over there. I'm I'm in favor of because I I, I think that uh, you know if you put it in the right mindset, you should be able to handle it. It's kind of like if you watch. Uh, um, I'm talking hard knocks on HBO and they had the, the special teams coach from the Cowboys talking about how come everybody thinks of making people run as punishment. Like running shouldn't be punishment. If you're an athlete, you know, most sports require you to run. And, and in fact, that's part of the fun is you're out there running. So do whatever you now. For me, I never like to run without a ball being involved. Like I got to be playing a sport. I, I just I don't like just your standard. Let's go for a run outside or the treadmill or any of that. But uh, I'm going to get back on task here and say uh, from a standpoint of, uh, you know, looking at uh, off seasons, looking at uh, what people did with regards to this team. Uh, you know, I think maybe there was some trepidation, like, is there any way that they don't bring everybody back or the majority of everybody back and try to run this thing back after this magical run that they just finished? And there was this overwhelming optimism from people that I talked to that, yeah, of course they're going to. Of course, everybody's coming back. Now, not everybody. We know Javon Carter and Langston Galloway and Etwan Moore and Torrey Craig. I think those are the four that come to mind most for me, just rattling off guys that aren't on this roster after last season. Uh, and there are some missing elements from those guys' games and certainly personalities in the locker room. I didn't get a chance to really get to know those guys. We haven't had a lot of uh, you know connection with the team over the last year and a half, obviously, due to COVID. Uh, but now that we're back on the road and I'm getting a chance to, to meet and talk to guys just in passing, uh, you know, I can tell that it seems like that chemistry is still super strong and that the people that they did add uh, are not going to disrupt that in any fashion and, in fact, may even help them take it up a notch. So uh, pretty optimistic about the way the offseason went for this team. Uh, we heard that Chris Paul had to get some work done, but, I mean, he came out firing yesterday against the Lakers, so I'm not worried about his wrist or anything because he was taking odd angles shots and hitting you know sending odd angle passes like we're used to seeing him and he had the handle tight and that was the thing that I know all you know all of us were thrown off by what went down in the in the postseason with CP3 when he was even struggling dribbling the ball so you knew he wasn't right and it's great to see him get right and now you know we got to see Devin uh, are we going to see him at all in the preseason uh, I don't know but just by seeing his uh, energy on the sidelines and uh, behind the scenes, I feel pretty good that he's going to be ready to go too. So yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, I'm always positive guys, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, I think it's real this time. I think I'm not alone in that positivity about the way the Suns handled their business in the offseason. Lindsay, I don't know about you, but when John said CP3 had some work done, I was like, did he get a <laughs> facelift for the, for the ads, the, the, the state farm ads? What are we talking about? And then I realized you were talking about, uh, about the wrist so okay that makes that makes more sense john god could you imagine if chris paul showed up after getting like a bbl or something just a small tuck for chris i think yeah. where he would have it i don't know where does Nothing he need to devin probably has the hookup from uh from some of the family extended family of his girlfriend that could help him out there right? man i mean <laughs> 
Those women, they have the best doctor in the entire world. Like, shout out to whoever that person is, for sure. I'm out persona non grata with uh, with book now because I'm making that joke, but that's all right. So. Um, well, you know, it's uh, my favorite thing, real quick, sorry to interrupt, Lindsay, but it's it's uh, last night we're in a break, commercial break, and, and Al and Tim uh, looked at me and they said, hey, what do you call uh, Booker's fashion today? Because he was wearing these black jeans with this just plain black t- uh, sweatshirt. You know, it was, there was no like label on it or anything. And I said, I, I don't know, maybe relaxed casual. Is that a thing? Relaxed casual? That's the way he looked to me on the sidelines. It wasn't business casual. There was no business involved at all. It was jeans and a sweatshirt. That dude is at a point right now. Lindsay, you tell me if I'm wrong. He could pull anything off. He could wear like the full snuggly on the sidelines. And people would be like, oh, yeah, that's, that's what guys are wearing now. They're just rocking snugglies on the sidelines. <laughs> totally. Devin's fashion game has like every single year you've seen it get better and better and better. And I think he's mastered the art of, I would call what he was wearing last night streetwear, just by the way. That's my two cents. That's what Thank I you. would call it. Well, um, Alan Tim never should turn to John Bloom and go, hey, can you give me the fashion uh, description on that one? You know, you're the hippest of the group, but still, you know, that's a stretch. Yes, it is. But I just, I really love how his fashion has progressed throughout his time in the NBA. And I think he's really hit his stride in the last year and a half or so of he's found his own sense of style where early on in his career, he was trying to like figure out a way to keep up with some of the fashionistas within the league. And am I wearing like a suit and tie? Am I wearing, you know, like, what am I doing now? It's like, he already knows it's, it's Devin's style. Now people are going to start emulating him. And I think that's kind of cool to see just from a fashion perspective. So John, I expect a black sweater and jeans uh, for the, uh, for the next game. That's what I want to see. you. Yeah. Same. I'm telling you, if I could pull off streetwear, as you call it, Lindsay, all season, I'm down because they look comfortable. I mean, if, if that's what streetwear is, I'm in. It's yeah. a lot more comfortable than the polo and the or the button down and the tight slacks. I'm not, I'm not a tight slacks guy. That's not no, not, no skinny not jeans for John Bloom. <laughs> no, but like you, skinny jeans aren't super in right now. Actually, it's the looser fitting jeans that are really in. Thank so you're God. good now, John. <laughs> but no, I would love to see you pull off some streetwear. Like I know we're getting on a tangent here, but we are. I think that that, um, people who cover the NBA, it has gotten a lot more in the last couple of years. I've seen more people on broadcast or in front of the camera, not wearing your traditional like business attire, but wearing more of the aesthetic that the NBA encompasses as a whole. Things like the players are wearing when they're coming in through for Mm walk-ins, both on the men's NBA side and the women's NBA side. So um it's more authentic yeah and it just fits the whole vibe like the league in and of itself is cool like that's the best way to describe it so why shouldn't that extend to the broadcasters so so update your wardrobe yeah no i mean look obviously i want to uh, pour some out for the late great craig sager because he set a tone that nobody else has really tried to reach since uh he departed with with his wear and and the colors and the fashion and obviously clyde uh frazier in in new york with the knicks you never know what that dude's going to show up mm-hmm. wearing and it's great to know that there's certain characters that are not afraid to kind of show themselves out there i do it on my feet i like uh i like the kicks and i like the socks and i i so that's where i probably show most of my character uh and uh you know i I know espo actually is probably the one who influenced me more than anybody with regards to wearing 
basketball shoes and sneakers with, you know, business casual stuff. Uh, he was doing that with the bow tie a long time before people started doing that, you know, walking around covering games. I do it now. I wear I, I wear sneakers. I wear Jordans last night. I wore, you know, my Air Forces uh, the other day and book told me they were fly. So I'm going to definitely bust those out as much as possible. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I think that's that's kind of where I'm letting it up. But I did want to give Espo some credit because you, you definitely used to do you broke out the converse. I remember one night you brought the old Barclays out there were just a number of things you did where I was like I don't know if I'm ready to do that because I went to Syracuse and they told me you got to dress the part you got to be professional when you show up to work and I got that drilled into me right now I'm like wait a second wait times are changing look at Espo he's rocking the he's rocking a a bow tie he's getting all kinds (laughs) of crap for the bow tie but downstairs he's got the shoes on point like he has the the shoe game already dialed in that was that was a fantastic backhanded compliment. He's totally unprofessional, <laughs> but I like it. Yeah. So let's get into some basketball before we try to lie to the people that I'm a fashion icon somehow here. Uh, John, you've had the the chance uh, to see both of the preseason games so far. You got a chance to uh, to be around for camp. What stood out in camp, and and what have you seen translate in these first few games on the court? I think uh, the main thing that keeps coming to mind is just how this team is uh, fitting together. And some people like to use chemistry for that. That's a, uh, a great word for it. Uh, but I, I think sometimes it's more than that. It's more than uh, getting along and, and uh, you know, the chemistry where you feel friendly to each other, maybe love or whatever, brotherhood. But it's more than that. It's how they fit together basketball-wise that I've been keeping my eye on. You know, what is Landry Shamit and, and how can he contribute to this basketball team? Because what I've seen from him in his career in the NBA is much different than what I envisioned when he was a star at Wichita State helping the Shockers make that crazy run in the NCAA tournament. So, uh, you know, obviously people evolve and people change. And Landry Shamit got uh, to the the Sixers and, and was learning from J.J. Redick about running off ball screens and ended up doing a lot more of that than actually handling the ball and setting up his teammates. And the same kind of thing happened. He goes to Brooklyn. So you don't really see that element of his game. And one of the first things that that kind of tipped me off to it was just talking to Mikel Bridges. And you guys probably were on that conversation. I think it was a Zoom uh, or potentially media day where he was talking about Shannon and saying, you know, wasn't he a point guard when college? Why, Why does he play this totally different way now that he's in the league? Well, certainly Mikel wasn't the only one who saw it. And Monty and James Jones have both talked about their affinity for Landry Shamit. And it wasn't just because the guy could knock down the three. So now it's about unlocking other tools that they knew this guy had that he just hasn't been using in his previous stops. And that's kind of a, a trend that I've seen from this coaching staff and from this front office. And boy, is that an alluring and tantalizing trend slash skill slash what magic trick, whatever they're, they're using to be able to do that. They did it with campaign. And what a story he became, right? I mean, everybody across the league was talking about uh, campaign and the love for a guy who used to just be known for his handshakes and dances with Russell Westbrook and not his ball. Now it's all about the way he balls. And everybody respected him. And he gave the team a nice little discount, too, because he probably could have made a substantial more, uh, substantially more money uh, on the market if he left. So, you know, those are the type of things that, that uh, send a message to the rest of the people in the clubhouse, in the locker room, whatever you want to call it the rest of the people that are, uh, you know, on board with this franchise, 
And so, uh, you know, those things stood out to me. JaVale McGee is another thing that stands out because uh, as another guy that I just love watching play and watching develop content, I know you guys have to have love for him too because he's in our world. He's, he's playing with developing content and he's been doing it for a while. And I, I love his character and I love uh, his skill set because it was exactly what this team was missing. So on paper, you saw that and you're like, nice. But then now that we see it together with this group, he's in the Suns uniform now, it's even nicer. Uh, and so those are, you know, probably the two biggest things that stood out from a standpoint of how are the offseason acquisitions uh, fitting in with the current team. And then, you know, we got to give love to Jalen Smith. I mean, he's doing what what he's been asked of uh, since he was taken as the number 10 pick. And usually when you're a number 10 pick, that comes with uh, a few things. Well, a little bit of scratch. You're going to make some good money when you're a top 10 pick. You're a lottery pick. You're going to live a different life than you did when you were in college, unless you're, you know, came from money, which doesn't often happen. Uh, and then uh, you're also going to usually have a, a decent amount of responsibility. If you're a lottery pick in the NBA, you're probably going to get some run. You're going to get some minutes. Jalen Smith's run was uh, sparing as a rookie relative to most number 10 picks. I think you'd, you'd be hard pressed to find guys that played less that were selected that high without having an injury or some sort of situation. But there were different uh, elements to that. There was COVID elements. There was no summer league. There was no training camp or an abbreviated one. Uh, all these things that were different about his rookie year than most rookies. Uh, and yet he gets an opportunity to go play in Vegas in the summer league, and he does exactly what you would want to see him do. Rebound the ball, use energy, gravity to the rim. Maybe, you know, you could see him uh, getting a little bit better with the outside shot, but the form is pretty good. And I think he, he can hit that three-point shot. That is part of his repertoire. So you saw it enough to know that he can get it, even though it wasn't that, you know, high percentage that you'd love to see hovering in the high 30s near 40. Now he gets an opportunity in the preseason and it's almost the same type of test. What can he do against these guys? They might not necessarily be the starters on the teams he's playing against, but can he show that same type of uh, force? And he has through the first two games. So I think the, the uh, Suns have to be pretty pleased with what they're seeing from sticks and with the guys that they brought over in the off season. So just a little bit more on sticks. Cause last night Monty said, you know, so far I like what I'm seeing. He's unsure though, how much time he'll be able to actually get during this season, which I think is a given. But if you were a guessing man, what would you say Sticks is going to kind of see this year? Well, part of me thinks that, uh, you know, this team even got deeper, Lindsay, uh, you know, based on people we've already talked about. But, uh, you know, the, the power forward spot where Sticks would likely see the majority of time. However, he does play the five, too. And they, they've talked about maybe liking him a little bit more defensively. Mm -hmm at the five because he has an expectation for what those guys do better since that's the position he naturally played in college. Uh, you know, I could see him getting more minutes based on Dario Saric not being available. You know, that's a guy that, that is uh, of similar uh, position, at least rotating between that four and that backup five. So, uh, you know, and again, if he continues to play like this in the opportunities he's given, why not uh, give him more chances to get out there and run? And it might be a situation where they just make an effort to get him in in the first half for a little bit. Uh, and then he's going to play, you know, down the stretching games when it's not close. Or, uh, you know, he may still be in that role at the end of the bench where I'm sorry, Jalen, but th this team is stacked right now. You're playing with a title contender. 
And sometimes when you're young and you're playing on a loaded team of vets and and, and they're loaded for bear and they want to do nothing but win it all, uh, you just have to understand your role. And right now your role is going to be go hard and practice. Your role is going to be stay ready. And when your number's called, you got to get out there and play as hard as you can. That could happen too. So I know I didn't give you like a percentage or a number <laughs> uh, and that's a cop out, uh, but there's, but there's kind fair. of... Yeah, there's two elements of it, right? Because Dario's out and they play the same spot. So wouldn't you think maybe Jalen gets elevated a little bit based on that? However, you've got JaVale McGee now who's going to fill in when DeAndre's not there. So if DA gets in foul trouble, you're going to JaVale before you're going to Jalen Smith. And both those dudes understand that, as we do too. Like that's easy. That's an easy one for all of us to do the math. But then it's about, okay, Jay Crowder maybe gets a rest. Maybe we're not going to play Jay as much, keep him a little bit more fresh down the stretch. He talked about it at Media Day getting burnt out a little bit last season. So maybe now that we know that. Maybe that's where Jalen Smith comes in handy because Cameron Johnson obviously would slide into that starting role, and now you go to Sticks backing up Cam. I could I, I could see that happening, and, and I think it could be really good because they're totally different players. If you need if you need a guy to just go attack and rebound, Jalen Smith is showing that that is in his game, and that is a useful useful tool to have, especially if you've got a guy that understands that that's his role, right? If you like percents numbers. Guesses that John didn't necessarily give us for Jalen Smith. DraftKings, the number one sportsbook app in America, has got an offer just for you. Use that code PHNX when you sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you put down $1 on any NFL game, you're going to get 100 free as long as one of the teams that you bet on scores a point. One point. I like that odd. Uh, or those odds. I, I, the, <laughs> it's beyond odds. It's it's infinitesimal or whatever that word is that I can't say uh, here into the mic for it's some reason. It's a no-brainer. It's beyond a no-brainer. I think <laughs> it, basically they're giving away free scratch just for showing up. So we recommend it. Use that code PHNX. 1943. Mm-hmm. I was talking with Saul about this. Casablanca. The number one movie it won uh, won the Academy Award for Best Picture. World War II was still going on. I mean, this is this is a long, long. I was forty years before I was conceived. Like uh, this is a long, long time ago. Yes, I'm old as well, just not as old as the last time there was nobody to score a point in an NFL game, a zero zero tie. So easy there, and and you know what also is easy. The app in general. It's easy, safe, secure. Yeah, totally. You know what I also think is really cool about DraftKings is since I've signed up, I've probably gotten five to seven notifications about, hey, here's essentially a safe bet for you. If you lose on your bet, we're going to reimburse you up to $25. Or um, there was one that came out last night. I don't quite understand it, but Los Angeles win boost. So turn a $25 bet into a $25 win. There's so many opportunities. It's a profit boost. It's great. Yeah, there's so many opportunities to win even more money or to get your toes wet a little bit with gambling without taking too much of a risk. And I appreciate that as a newbie a lot. (laughs) uh, Same here. I have a great story, but in the business we call this a tease. We we, We always have two DraftKings ads, right? I will tell you a fun 
uh, story about DraftKings and my father uh, in the second break here. But, you know, use that code PHNX, $1, get $100 in free bets if either team scores. It's 21 and over, Arizona only, gambling problem, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, new customers only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. And I don't know why I made that gesture with my hand. This is an audio only <laughs> podcast, so nobody knew I was slashing. You were just that. helping drive uh, home the point. We uh we also have great deals. It's not just uh, it's not just with DraftKings, but at gophnx.com, if you become a member right now. You're gonna be part of the members only Discord, mm-hmm. which is fun. This is it's like a private club for people to come hang out in and talk uh, talk Arizona sports, and it's it's off the grid, which is fun because it's not it's not everybody. It's exclusive, and mm-hmm. and all the hosts are in there, all our writers, everybody is in there. It's a lot of fun, but that's not all that you get. You get a free shirt if you sign up for a year membership. What else, what else do they get, Lindsay? Because I feel like I always forget things in this. And- well, I think the biggest thing is you get access to all the sweet, sweet content uh, that is on the site. How do I forget the sweet, sweet content? I don't content. know. That's like the, that's the no-brainer of it's, the GoPHNX <laughs> membership for sure. All of our writers' content is on there. So you're getting it for every team in Arizona, not just the Suns, not just the Cardinals, but every single team. And Gerald pumps out written articles I want to say like it's his job, but it's beyond that. It's, it, right? it's like it's he's his, getting paid much more than he is. Exactly. Is it's his it. job. It's his passion. <laughs> it's his hobby. All of the above. And he is such a great writer. And, and all of our writers are. Um, and then in addition to that, every single week we have a members only deal that you get to, to be a part of or um, check out. And this week it is 20% off all PHNX branded gear. Yeah. Which is super cool. Um, I got the email today because I'm a member of GoPHNX.com. I wrote, I wrote that email at 1 a.m. So nice. I hope you enjoyed well, it. really good. Good. <laughs> I didn't screw it up. Excellent. Yeah, there's a lot of great reasons why you should become a member at GoPHNX.com. So check it out and see what you guys think. Fun Gerald story. Uh, Bloom, he's not here because he's on, on vacation. He left yesterday. He's out through next week. The dude scheduled 10 pieces that go out between now and then. A, a lot of player preview pieces, his what-if pieces. The man is a machine. That's I don't know how week, he does it. Including a weekend. Yes. I don't. So like what, four, four and a half yeah. maybe actual working days? I don't know how he does it. It's, <laughs> it. it is beyond me. I cannot, like doing this show five times a week, I leave exhausted. I don't know how he does the show, writes all this. So you can get all that at GoPHNX. Dot com. John, I'm going to put you on the spot. Have you subscribed yet? Absolutely. Okay. I, I mean, as soon as we went to lunch, uh, was weeks ago, <laughs> I, I had to get on all the socials. I had to dial it up because I felt like I had an inside scoop, but I had to wait on a couple of things. You guys are kind of rolling out things. I'm I'm being patient. I love the fact that you're helping us learn how to bet, too, by the way. In addition to, you know, pimping DraftKings, you're letting us know what our best approach is because you guys have shows that are talking just strictly about betting, and that's, that's advantageous for those who are getting involved in it i haven't got into it yet i think i'm going to treat it like um when i get into fantasy you do a mock draft 
I think I'd like to maybe do a mock draft Kings where I act like I'm betting, but I'm not getting <laughs> money yet. And I keep the tabulation. I see how I would have done. Then I'll take the presentation to my wife and kids and say, how does this look? Your dad's doing pretty well in the mock. Are we ready to go all the way in the water and actually bet our real money? I will, I will say that honestly, it, it's, it's cool uh, that, that, um, this element is becoming a little bit more widespread. Everybody's kind of talking about it in a different language now. We're understanding it. I'm okay for it to be legal. I also like that you make sure and you let people know that if they're new to it, it can get to be a slippery slope. And, and I've had friends that have gone broke and have bad stories, and, and you can learn from that. Uh, and then I have other stories like having a co-host tell me, don't bet your entire house and all of your belongings on this Phoenix Suns team because they're only going <laughs> win 19 games and i said no well there's no way they can only win 19 games and they won 48 yes that, that was, was me <laughs> i just didn't want it back then it wasn't legal i didn't want you to get your knees broken by anybody or anything like that i was looking out for you john now i highly recommend bet the over if you'd like it's legal and uh and i can help you with the DraftKings. uh Sportsbook app, if necessary. So, thank you, John. I know you're a girl dad, right? You and me both yes. both share that. Uh, we both have have daughters, and I know you've also called Mercury Games. And what what have you thought about this run that they've had so far in the playoffs, and kind of what they've been able to do this season? Even though it was up and down, uh, they've they've definitely pulled it together for the playoffs here. They did, and I'm glad you asked, Espo, because uh, I have been doing Mercury games for a while, filling in when Tom Leander is unable to call it. Uh, and, you know, I know Kevin Ray has called games too, and, and we've kind of rotated over the years. But, um, you know, the one commonality through all of that was how jacked up I would be to just be in the same building, let alone get a chance to call play-by-play of Diana Taurasi playing that game. I mean, to me, it's like uh, it's one thing to, to remember her at UConn, which I do actually have vivid memories of her in college being just a stone-cold killer. Uh, but the fact that she's still playing at this level uh, and my kids get to see it, uh, and I'm glad you brought up being the girl dad, uh, and, and being a proud son of a feminist and, and all kinds of, uh, you know, female influences in my life over the years uh, that have made me a stronger male, for sure. So uh, watching women's basketball, I can tell you, has never been like uh, appointment viewing uh, for my family until this season. I, I don't know what it was that just kind of got everybody involved in it. Uh, and, and getting excited about this Mercury team specifically because this team has been good for a long, long time, as we know. And when you have a player who's considered the best of all time, you, you should probably be competitive, and they have for the majority of her career. Uh, but it's nothing I take lightly, the fact that I've gotten to call several of her games, and it's not just her. This is uh, you know, a team that has great coaching from Sandy Brondello and her staff. Mm -hmm. It's a team that has great chemistry like we see with, and talk about with the Phoenix Suns. Uh, and it took some work, you know, uh, for Diana to be able to be that teammate that everybody wanted to play with, probably similar to Chris Paul. You know, she's a demanding teammate, just like CP3 is a demanding teammate. Uh, and yet I believe that she is the kind of teammate that makes everybody around her better. One thing I love that I, that I talked to people yesterday at the gym about before they played that game against the Aces, and I'm hoping they can rally and, and whoop them in game five and go to the finals and beat Chicago and win it all. But, uh, 
the fact that she almost shot her age, that's what we use in golf. Uh, I probably <laughs> even told you, Lindsay, uh, when we were when we were working golf together way back in the day, shooting your age, that's a goal of mine. Like I want to be in my 70s and, and shoot like a 75 when I'm 75 years old. In basketball, though, a 39-year-old going for 37 points. I mean, that that's shooting your age at a whole different level. That's like a next that I couldn't even imagine her doing that because she had never done it in an entire career, had that many points in the playoffs, and she waits till this point uh, and basically didn't miss any shots. It was a virtuoso performance and uh and one that I'm glad got a lot of publicity, not just here in Phoenix, but all over the place. It deserved it. Uh I hope she keeps playing for a while. But like I said before, I'm not taking it for granted that we still have her here uh, suiting up in the Phoenix Mercury gear, which that's why I've heard you talk about. Lindsay, I think I think you feel it, too. That is an awesome set of uniforms that the mm-hmm. Mercury have, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Those are probably, I would say, oh. one of their better uniforms they've had. Best. Since they began, I actually think their set is now better than than the Suns minus the minus the Valley yeah. jersey. Oh I, yeah, totally. I, I think by far, it's just it's it's so great, and I it, it's such a far cry from where they were with with Adidas and then uh, you know the original Nikes because the advertising was the prominent part. Now the design's the prominent part with the advertising playing a, a, a role within the design, but I love what the, mm-hmm. what the Mercury have for their set. All right, Bloom, I have a question for you because Saul Bookman and I have a bet. He thinks Diana Taurasi is retiring after this season. I say no way. She's not doing it. Where are you at? I am going to be on your side on this one. Yes. I, I don't, <laughs> I mean, I know, I know she's, you know, not a hundred percent healthy right. Uh, right, right now, but uh, I just think that that, driving her is still too strong to give it up now could she potentially utilize that drive in another fashion whether it's coaching or front office or something maybe but she still can ball why no i i think you know she's coming back now we could have had the same conversation about larry fitzgerald right Mm -hmm. and i saw him last night too he was at the at the gym in a different role uh, and a lot of people could make the argument, well, he could still ball. He could still catch passes. He could still play football. Um, but I don't know. I, to me, like when you when you compare those two, and this is a, a maybe a completely different direction than you guys anticipated this conversation going, but, I mean, they're each kind of considered to be one of, if not the greatest at their craft, to ever do it. Uh, and so that's why I'm, I'm grouping them together for this conversation's purposes. I don't know if I ever – felt the same killer instinct drive from Fitz that I do every time I'm in a room with Diana Taurasi. No, I don't think so. No, no, totally different, totally yeah. different approaches and personalities from that. Tampa. The the one reason I think it, that, that she may step away is, is the birth of her second child. That's, that's the one factor that feels like a wild card to me. Otherwise I'd be a hundred percent in with you guys. I could see her, maybe stepping back with different types of things that she's doing, but Mercury specific, I feel like she'll still hang. I, I think it was you that said, just give her the team. I'm, yeah, totally. I'm in that boat. Give, give Diana the team when she retires as her, as her thank you present. Here's, here's full ownership. Uh, let's, let's do this right. I, I think that would be a fitting, fitting I think way. we should start a petition for that now. <laughs> yes. I'm all in on yes. it. Has there ever been a player owner? <laughs> Can we ever hey, still play? Why, and why, not? <laughs> why not? Why like, not? I, I can't imagine. Like, 
I, I think about it. They they put her in the Ring of Honor instead of like they gave Al a piano. They're just like, here's the keys to the franchise. Right? Why not? All right, right. If anybody deserves it, it's <laughs> Diana Taurasi. Let's be real. All right. So I promised you guys a a, a story here, okay. right? Uh, so so DraftKings, obviously a big part of what we're doing here, and you know I've gotten very much into learning about it. I, I didn't. I wasn't in to sports gambling previously because I tend to be the big nerd that's pretty straight laced and doesn't do anything unless it's legal. Uh, you know, that's just been me ever. My brother's the, the polar opposite, my younger brother, but yeah, I was first child that tends to be the way they operate. Well, since we're partners with them, I really wanted to learn. I wanted to take it seriously and, and get to know it. So, so I have, I've kind of uh, put myself in there. I have taken, have gotten all the free bets, all that, and started to talk the talk. Well, my dad's a huge sports fan too, and I was talking with him and everything, and and I must just mention DraftKings perpetually now, <laughs> right? Because he went to my wife last night. I was I was uh I was here doing the post game show, and he pulled my wife aside oh, and he goes, no. <laughs> "So so Trace, uh, I need you to can you keep an eye on Greg? I'm a little worried about him." I think you might have a gambling problem. <laughs> and my first thought was one eight hundred next step. I already got the number memorized. If if it goes that route, but I, I, my wife's like, I told him that's not the case. She goes, look, he gets Aww. addicted to a lot of things: sugar, soda, you know, Twitter, basketball. Twitter, basketball, working. All those are all those are in play. But gambling isn't isn't one of those things. He just really wants to learn this so he can talk the talk, so he can help people when he's talking about it on the show, those kind of things. And she goes, I can tell you, as it, 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 there's nothing going on here. But I just thought that was so funny because I have. I, I've learned the lingo, and I must just be talking about it now as, as a second nature thing. Well, I think a lot of it, too, could be – as you're learning about something, if you're even remotely interested, you want to tell other people yes. what you've learned. Yes. So it's a, it's a natural thing to be like, did you know that this is something you can do here? It doesn't necessarily mean you're doing it. You're just learning about it and you want to share the information. I think what pushed pushed it over the edge was I multiple times mentioned I had bet Betting on on, yeah. on the cricket, mm -hmm. the, yeah. the, the night Riders. And I think that worried him because he's like, he's gone into the cricket world, the bet, where I don't think he realized it was, I literally had my phone on the show for our pick of the week and hadn't made the pick because I had forgotten. So I went through the app really quick and cricket happened to be there because it was the only thing going well, on. Well, at the so, time, yeah, there wasn't yeah. much no, going yeah, this on. Back in so September. You, you needed something. <laughs> you were grasping for straws so, on things to bet on. So, uh, it's, yes. It's the gateway sport, you know, cricket. It's the gateway sport. <laughs> Once you bet on cricket, you said slippery slope. You can't come back. You know, when I'm, when I'm randomly picking things that are tangential to to Batman, I think that worried my father because uh, <laughs> I think that was the problem there. But look, if you want to have some fun with DraftKings and 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 learn about it and get in there, I highly recommend it. It is fun. Use that code PHNX when you draft when you draft. 
when you draft. Yeah, when you draft that app. No, when you download that app, use that uh, code PHNX, uh, you can bet $1 on any NFL game, get $100 free. Then you can use that money, build that, and learn about about gambling like I did. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and learn a little bit more about it. It's fun, safe, reliable. It's easy. Highly recommend it. So do that. Uh, John, I'm in advance going to apologize for where I have to go next. Uh, <laughs> if you've you've listened to my shows over the years, so you know that I am a fan of our friends over at Manscaped. And uh, uh, John, you don't have to say a word. I got this covered. Uh, you know, so look, Manscaped, it's Halloween. Things can get spooky, right? There's no, there's no doubt about that. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you, you don't want to scare people. Sometimes you're just not into the spooky, right? Uh, especially when it comes to your significant other, right? Spooky isn't usually what gets people in the mood. It's usually not a good thing. So with Manscaped, they can help you with that. There's no stinks. There's no There's no weird hair. You can take care of it. The Lawnmower 4.0, one of the best products out there. As our friend Petey says, no nicks, no cuts, no fuzzy nuts. You uh, <laughs> you don't have to worry about oh, that. that. Uh, yeah, for, he came... He, PD on our PHNX Coyote show told me, and I went, hey, this is way too much information because I thought of that in the shower. It took me three days, but I came up with a line I can use. Uh, PD new to the business, so he's, he's getting used to doing ad reads, but I love that. I said, PD, that is that is wholesome and yet edgy enough. Right. I, I love it. So, so you, we're going to get that on a shirt, I think. But look, Manscaped is a great product. I actually have four of them at home because I've done so many podcasts that they've sponsored. They just keep sending me sending me merch. They're all fantastic. I, I've gifted a few, uh, which is not you know not not as awkward as it sounds. It sounds like it's a, it could be an awkward gift to just hand somebody. No, it's usually appreciated. Yeah, I feel like sometimes you overthink things when you're looking at gifts, but the more practical the gift, the better it's going to be received because it's like. I'm actually going to use this on a regular basis, so I appreciate it. Saul told me there's a light on it. I didn't even know that. I was like, oh, what are you, shaving in the dark? Why do you need a light? <laughs> we had that discussion yesterday. So it even has a light. Like, There's all sorts of products at manscaped.com that uh, that you, your significant other, can use uh, and highly recommend it. Go look at it. There is, They have products all over the place. They have everything but a drain snake to clean out any hair that you need to clean out. They're that good and that efficient at everything. So head to manscaped.com. Use that code PHNX. You're going to save 20%. You're going to get free shipping. It's that easy. Manscaped.com. Use the code PHNX and get 20% off and free shipping. And Lindsay, you brought up a good point yesterday. Do this stuff early because God knows what shipping is going to be like mm-hmm. this uh, uh, this holiday season because apparently the world still hasn't caught up from right. uh, from 18 months of not working efficiently. Yeah, I mean, you go order this now, it'll probably be here in two weeks at your doorstep, and then you just hide it in the back of the closet. You already got one Christmas gift off your list. Yeah. Like, just, just get it taken care of so that way your life can be a lot easier come holiday season. Look, and I'm, I'm going to put – my money where my mouth is, which is a very odd phrase to say in this read. But uh, if you guys go and you buy a, a Manscaped product and you send your proof of purchase, only your proof of purchase, uh, and, and by that I mean a picture of your receipt, nothing else. Uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one one lucky uh, person that listens to the show one of our PHNX Sun shirts. I will buy it for you, ship it to you, just simply 
for being a faithful listener and using that Manscaped code at manscaped.com. It's a win-win, so you can't lose in this one. It is. By the way, so before and we... You, and you won't have to have your father-in-law come over and talk to your wife about his concern for your addiction when it comes to Manscaped. That's exactly. different. He's probably not going to have that conversation. If my father, if my father learn learns about my addiction to <laughs> grooming myself, we've got other problems. <laughs> I'm just gonna say that if he brings that up to my wife, I'm gonna be more concerned about a lot of things than I was with the the original thing. I want to bring up one thing before we get into uh, our final topic. The other day on the show, Lindsay, I opened my mouth and I inserted my foot when we. I think it was Monday talking to the PHNX Coyotes uh, show, uh, saying, if they get to 5,000 Twitter followers, I will put on goalie pads and take a slap shot from any player of their choosing. Mm -hmm. I didn't think this through necessarily (laughs) because they clipped that. They put it on social. And now I am very afraid that... I may have uh, written a check that my mouth is going to have to cash, just hopefully not with a puck to the teeth. I am very scared for my own safety. They've added like three or 400 followers since they put that up there, and they have till December to get to 5,000 bloom. I think I screwed up here. I can't wait to watch you take a puck to the face. Now, here's the thing. You get you get to wear a mask, right? Yeah. I sure hope so. Yeah, I yeah. Really. yeah. Don't I don't think I, I don't think our insurance is good enough for me I to take an actual say, puck off the head. Those and, and, you, and you can't be scared, Espo. If you could handle <laughs> doing post game shows with me and Tim Kempton, you could take a puck to the face for crying out loud. For, for a nineteen win team, you got to put that in perspective. <laughs> it wasn't the company; it was a, it was what we were talking about. Look, that this is very true. I will be in pads. We will do a video. I think they're actually going to get to it. I think I, they will too. And my younger brother. Has, has reveled in this. He's already been retweeted twice by the account, basically saying, I can't wait to see this. And my best friend said, <laughs> if they get to 10,000, can he do it without pads? Aww. He apparently wants to be dead. So, <laughs> so that's good to know. That's but, what best friends are for. Apparently. I have one last question for John before we close. Okay. John, the topic of conversation a lot this offseason is which player on the Suns team is going to take the biggest leap this season? So what's your opinion on this one? Because there's been a a wide variety of names thrown into this hat, and rightfully so. What's your take? Ooh, uh, yeah, there should be a a variety of names thrown into it. I think we've already talked about my pick. Um, And, you know, because I could go a couple different ways. Like part of me wants to say Landry Shamma because I think he's going to get a good opportunity and a different one than he got in his previous stops. But – we don't know him as well as a fan base, and I don't think that's necessarily as fair. I'm going to go with Cameron Johnson because I think that dude is absolutely skilled. I think his basketball IQ is off the charts, and I think if his health is right, uh, he's got the opportunity to really sneak up on some people. He won't do it here in Phoenix. We know what he's got, but a lot of people still don't really know what Cameron Johnson's bringing to the table, and I think they're going to find out. So I'm going to stick with him. I'm going to stick with 23 the former Tar Heel slash, slash Pit Panther, uh, who everybody was calling old when they picked him in the draft. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I think they're going to rue the day, right? Just like Absolutely. with Marley and, and the other guys that people were bad-mouthing that we fell in love with here in the Valley. All right, last last one for me. Have you guys seen the uh, 75th 
anniversary hype video the NBA put out today. Mm-hmm. That thing is spectacular. It's two and a half minutes of everything and everybody you love about basketball, basically. Devin Booker gets a cameo in it. Robert Oregon gets a cameo <laughs> in it. Uh, but, but really, kudos to the NBA for for showing what makes the league special in that video. Yeah, it was a really good video for sure. And then they're hosting um, NBA Lane kind of stuff on Twitter uh, audio. Spaces? I don't know. Yeah, yeah this... Space. I was like, I don't know what it's called I anymore. I didn't hear that. That sounds like it'd be yeah, really cool. Yeah, it was interesting. Today I had Robert Ori on there, and he was a lot of him, and I was like, all right, I'm going to tune out after I'm good. Um, <laughs> but I think, Hard pass. I think it's going to be a series throughout the season. Nice. And, and basically they're just talking to a bunch of – previous NBA superstars and getting some cool stories. And I love that. Uh, I'm going to bet Robert already didn't apologize to Phoenix. In no, that. not that well, then, I heard. then let me make this very clear. And we haven't cursed on this episode. <laughs> I'm going to do it. Fuck Robert Ori. And I don't curse on this show very often, but that is well-deserved. So, John, you thank put, you. You can put that on a PHNX branded T-shirt. You might get some uh, new sales, yeah, you actually. That actually really it, is, it is P-H-U-C-K when I say it. So, yeah. Look, it's John, it's always a pleasure to talk with you. Thanks so much for uh, taking time out of your busy preseason schedule to sit down with us. Well, thank you guys for having me. And I know both of us, uh, or both of you, uh, we have uh, history uh, and we go back. And I'm thrilled that you're both talking Suns basketball for a living again. Uh, and I hope it just gets to be a better and better living. Uh, you know, some people might look at it and say, well, hey, they're not with the team anymore. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's different than your previous role. But I love the creativity. I love the backdrop and what you guys have done. I got to come visit the studio since I, I I haven't seen it yet. I know Saul invited me the other day. So even if you guys don't want me there, I'm still coming because Saul's been <laughs> okay. Uh, and, always welcome. <laughs> and Lindsay, uh, I'm going to get you back on a golf course at some point in the day since that's when it, or at time because that's when it all started for the two of us. But I am uh, really excited uh, for you, for both of you, for PHNX, uh, for the Valley itself to have more great content uh, to be able to enjoy. And uh, let's just say specifically for the upcoming NBA season because we we have a special group uh, that we're going to get to watch, uh, and I can't wait to be on the road with them and be bringing uh, all the action to life for those who can't see the games. Uh, when you tune in on the radio, uh, Tim and I will do our best to paint that picture for you. You can follow him at John Bloom. That is J-O-N. There ain't no H in my boy Bloomer's name there. You can hear him on road games on the call for the Phoenix Suns over on 98.7 Arizona Sports. You can also hear them pre-halftime and post-game for every home game as well over on Arizona Sports. And you can follow big time Lindsey Smith. (laughs) And big time Lindsey Smith at Lindsey Smith AZ. You can follow me at Espo, the show at PHNX underscore Suns. And until next time, ahoy hoy.